0: Welcome to the Lady Boss Podcast. I'm Laura Karun. And I'm Danielle Moe, and we're the founders of Lady Boss Midwest. We created Lady Boss Midwest to connect and empower women in our community and beyond. In this podcast, we'll be talking to Lady Bosses, empowered women confident in their abilities and instinct, boldly leading with heart and integrity. Hey bosses, it's inevitable. One day you're going to wake up with a tickle in the back of your throat, or maybe a sniffle. You brush it aside, hoping it'll go away. Then you get dressed and start making your coffee and, uh uh-oh, you sneeze. You think, "Mm, that's probably just my allergies. But then panic starts to set in. What if it's not? What if it's a cold? What if it's strep? What if it's COVID. It honestly gives me a little bit of anxiety just talking about it. Do you go to the doctor? Do you wait it out? Do you get tested? And especially if you're a mom, you know this song and dance all too well. I can't tell you how many times I've been to the doctor because my symptoms finally got bad enough that I think I might have strep or that my daughter has strep or my whole family has strep. And you sit in the waiting room with all the other sick people and you think, Well, if I didn't have strep before, I probably do now. Or after being at the clinic for two hours, the doctor finally comes back to you and says, hey, your strep test came back negative. So just go home and get some rest. (sighs) Well, today's guest has been there a time or two and thought there's got to be a better way. Patty Post is the founder and CEO of Checkable Medical, a North Dakota based startup that is developing an at home, over the counter, rapid strep test. Her goal is to empower consumers to make clinical, evidence based decisions from home without having to go to the doctor. I can't wait to hear her share how that is going and how soon we can get our hands on these at home tests. Welcome to the Lady Boss podcast, Patty. It's so great to have you here today. Thank you so much, Laura. Great to be here. So I am excited for you to tell us about Checkable Medical. What made you decide to set out to create these at-home test kits? Well, being a mom of three
1: kids that were all school-aged and running uh, a high-demand career, and just being the care provider in our home as mothers, uh, I think you might be able to relate, or most mothers would, that we're the caregivers at home too, the nurturers. It's something that we're gifted with. Uh, So having to go into the doctor to check for symptoms of strep throat personally plagued me uh, for a couple of years while my kids were in school. And I just thought, there has to be a better way to do this. And I researched the market and no one else was doing it. Um, There had been others that had failed because they're products were not very accessible. Uh, So I decided to make something that was rapid, inexpensive, and very accessible
0: for moms. What else is different about your tests versus what people might be able to find out on the market now? Uh, So right now, if you find
1: something on the market, it is not approved by the FDA for you to be using. Um, It shouldn't be recognized as an approved device by any physician either because it hasn't gone through the highly regulated FDA clinical research process and approval process. Uh, So what makes our test different is that we actually are going through the process of making it a consumer product. Um, So think of instructions, think of um, how to do something from start to finish, uh, we've gone through that and researched it, or are in the process of researching it uh, with subjects, and then gathering that data, and then we propose it to FDA. And unlike the products that you can find on Amazon, which we're working to have removed, um, those are products that were you can find in a clinic, but they're not designed for you to use at home, and mainly because of the instructions. And then. Also, if you find something on Amazon, it might be out of date. You know, it could have expired three years ago, and you might not even know. Um, So the accuracy of the test will not be as high.
0: Why is it so important to have that FDA approval? Uh, For me personally,
1: from, and I would say anyone that's caring for someone else, you want to use something that has been tested and proven and you can trust. And so going through the rigorous research process, process um, allows us to have that stamp of approval and, you know, be cream rises to the top. And that's how we look at what we're doing is it will be a trusted product, a brand. More people are familiar with the process of clinical trials now that um, COVID has happened. So you think of, you know, the vaccinations or, you know, any products that come on the market, are always backed by the FDA. And if they're not, it's just sort of a me too, might be even something that was imported uh, and not studied and, and approved.
0: So I saw that you are working on the rapid strep test and the rapid COVID antibody test, but you're also looking at rolling out some UTI supplements, which I know is a big deal for women. So, can you tell us about that, or will there be an at-home UTI test in the future as well? Yes, absolutely. So, uh,
1: we are doing the strep. That's our our innovation of our company. So, we have a very uh, robust clinical process that we are adhering to, and in parallel, we're launching products into the market to build awareness of our brand. And so, we're launching uh, a supplement line and then a diagnostic line. So, the supplement line. Is a UTI prevent supplement. And then uh, we have a collagen and a ashwagandha and black pepper supplement. And then we have two gummies. One is an apple cider vinegar gummy and the other is a sleep well gummy. Uh, and then in the fourth quarter, we will have the UTI strip that's uh, is used in clinic and we have the approval for over-the-counter.
0: That will be amazing, I think, for women especially to have that available and not have to go into the doctor every time you think you might have a UTI. Um, So tell me a little bit more about how you decided which supplements that you wanted to bring on. Mm -hmm. Well, our target market is women.
1: As women, we make 87% of the healthcare decisions at home. So it just was natural that we would choose supplements that women would be driven to. And the UTI is really one of the leading reasons why women visit a primary care physician and then also a telemedicine physician. And it also can be a leading reason to um, miss prescription of antibiotics. And so I looked at you know, what the clinical benefits would be, how it would help her, uh, as well as I wanted to expand the breadth of our consumer from uh, millennials to you know boomers and everything in between. And a supplement line can
0: achieve that. What is the future of Checkable Medical? So you've got the rapid tests, now you're moving into supplements. Where do you want to go or what problems do you hope to solve? So our pillars
1: uh, are prevent, diagnose, and optimize. So prevent falls into that UTI um, prevention supplement. Uh, and the diagnose is any of our diagnostics that we're uh, studying. And then our optimize is a supplement line. So when I look at Checkable Medical, the overall purpose of our company is to uh, reduce the burden on the healthcare system, increase access for consumers to uh, get healthcare, and uh, as well as bring uh, empowerment to consumers of healthcare. So we empower consumers to make clinical evidence-based decisions from the comforts of home. So if we think of it, we're preventing, we're diagnosing, uh, we can connect you with a telemedicine provider. That's one of our uh, launches in 2022. And uh, so really you're empowered to have all of this access in your own home. And telemedicine is, is definitely um, a, a leg of that stool, but I think that diagnostics and rapid diagnostics play a huge role in that, as well as collection devices. Um, and then I think in the supplements, just to optimize your health, make make life, it, you might be living your healthiest life already, but even if you are, you're thinking, well, how can I do this better? And I want it where you would naturally think of checkable medical for that solution. And then for uh, even information, we have, um, we're building a community, a lot of content uh, for you to look at us as a value provider of uh, accurate information.
0: Patty, how have the events of the last year and a half with COVID and quarantine, how has that maybe inspired you or shifted some of your goals for Checkable Medical?
1: Well, we've we've shifted a lot of different things. We did run the COVID rapid antibody study. And um, while we didn't get it approved uh, through the FDA, we would need a, quite a bit of research to continue on with that product. It's just not a good product market fit in the U.S. Other markets of the world, it's a, a great fit. But in the U.S., we you know, you've heard it that 100% of the population needs to be vaccinated. So with a rapid antibody test really not a lot of utility in the U.S. market because the utility of that test is to confirm that you still have antibodies left over from recovering from the um, COVID-19 infection. So, you know, if COVID really taught me that we, in the medical device and diagnostics and um, therapeutics area, it, it's really, we need to follow the standards and wait for FDA to come out with those standards before we make any moves. Uh, because especially when you take on external money, as much as you want to be ahead of the curve and you want to create solutions that would benefit uh, the US market, uh, we do, we are regulated by the agency. So with that said, um, that's when I really shifted to I think we need to create a brand. And we need a brand that consumers trust. And that, you know, we're creating a podcast and we have social channels and blogs and we align with physicians. And uh, it just really became uh, quite clear that we needed to elevate our brand and stand in that group of startups that, you know, we, we might not have the product there yet, but you can recognize who we are by what we do
0: and our story. So you started your company in the Twin Cities when you lived there and then recently moved to North Dakota. How has building your brand in the Midwest been beneficial to your success so far?
1: Uh, well, certainly in, in in Medical Alley of Minneapolis-St. Paul Market, I don't think I would have started the company if I hadn't you know grown up there and you know, really been a part of the healthcare industry uh, because I was able to be in... You know, the startup environment to you know big companies like Medtronic, Boston Scientific, and and work within clinical research and uh, commercial sales, and as well as their healthcare systems. They have um, a very unique uh, market there with four different healthcare systems: uh, Mayo, Alina, Fairview, um, Health East at the time. And so I spent a lot of time just really getting to know the healthcare market in my career. So, if it wasn't for that, um, I never would have started this company. But if it wasn't for North Dakota, I probably wouldn't have survived COVID 19 uh, because I was a recipient of Lyft funds um, from the Bank of North Dakota. It's a new program that started in 2020, and we are a recipient. And then I have um, since gotten several grants from the state of North Dakota. Um, So, in Minnesota, just it being a bigger state, and the resources don't necessarily go to um, medical. They're going to different places. Uh, North Dakota allowed me to continue the business. And now we are you know, in a completely different phase because we benefited from moving from Minnesota to North Dakota.
0: Have you seen any resistance along the way as a woman venturing into this field? Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: I've had quite a few uh, investors when I started out in the friends and family round. You pitch to your friends and family, and then you go out to angel investors. And in Minneapolis, there were two others that had started, tried to create at-home strep tests. And then at the time, that was when Elizabeth Holmes was just indicted um, for Theranos. And so I had several people say, wow, this sounds a lot like... Elizabeth Holmes, or do you know who Liz- Elizabeth Holmes is? I'm like, no. Why would I know who she is? Like, we don't. There's not like three women in this industry. There's many more of us. <laughs> and just because she did it, like, why would I be doing that? You you would never ask a man that. Like, oh, Harvey Weinstein. Like, he. What about you? Are a producer of movies? Do you know that guy? Of course. Like, we would never. That would never happen. Um, I also had some conversations about, well, you know, this is going to be hard and you have kids at home and like, well, yeah, you have kids at home too. Why is it, why is it that, you know, we know how to juggle. And there's certainly, uh, there's certainly times where I think back and I should have said something more uh, rather than kind of left it off and been very polite in that, I should have dug in my heels to say that, that was rude. Why would you ask me that question? You would never ask, you know, the guy behind me or the guy in front of me, either of those questions. So I think that some of the questions have been on, have been only warranted by my gender.
0: It would be really interesting though, if, if men started getting those questions as a dad, Mm -hmm. how do you do it? Um, But I mean, as a mom, like you said, we're the caretakers, usually. Mm -hmm. And that definitely adds that another level of responsibility to our day. And I hate when people talk about work life balance. And for me, it's been a lot about setting boundaries for myself in um, at work, what am I willing to do, um, or in volunteering aspects or whatever it is in my life. Mm -hmm. Uh, How have you done that as an entrepreneur, especially as you're building a business, or it takes so much to really get a startup going off your feet, um, are there boundaries that you have set for yourself uh, to make those things happen for you?
1: Uh, No, not really, because I, I think with having this connected life, that I take it as a I, that there is a balance that if I want to be at the lake I can be at the lake if you want to get a hold of me I might be on the boat and have the cell phone and you might hear kids in the background and I am I'm very transparent about that with my team that if you want to work from wherever you want to work I'm okay with that or if you need to take an afternoon off because your child has a well checkup or you know a program at school you don't need to lie and say you know you're out of office, just go do it. Um, because I've always, I've always managed myself with being in business development and, um, you know, in sales leadership that, you know, there are jobs that I never met my boss once in person. And we would actually take that back. They never rode with me. I would meet them once at like a national sales meeting. But you're expected to do your job. You were the adult and you're expected to grow revenue. And that's what I expect from my team. There's not going to be, I tell everyone that when they come in, no one's going to hold your hand and tell you what to do every day or even every week. Like this is a blank canvas. And I do expect you to make traction and I expect you to run through walls. But you know, I don't expect you to lose sleep and miss out on your family because that's really what makes us happy and if you don't have a family then i want you to be going out and you know finding a social life and doing what you got to do to keep
0: yourself happy outside of work absolutely so what are some of the lessons that you have learned in building this business so far and maybe things that you haven't really expected Dealing with
1: one of them today, uh, people are going to take advantage of you, and people are going to take advantage of me. People have taken advantage of me, and being a nice person, I would trust, and it's okay to trust, but you have to verify. And I didn't understand the critical importance of, like I was just saying, you're going to have a blank canvas, and but that doesn't mean that we don't check up on you. And that doesn't mean that we're not going to check in every two weeks and we're going to talk about your progress and we're going to talk about your ideas. And if you're a, a consultant to the company, it means that we, we want to know what is the work that you've completed and did, you, did your work pay off? And that has to be when you're a, a one-woman team, it's really tough. To manage that because you might have multiple work streams running with consultants, and I would say that's been the biggest lesson for me is managing those uh, consultants. I really thought that, well, oh, you're a consultant, you're a grown-up, you're running your own business. So we, you know, have we're colleagues, and it just isn't that way. And I've been burned enough now to look at it as, and now I brought on, you know, really a amazing business operations, a woman in business operations, and she has someone that is of the same, cut from the same cloth. And the two of them, it's like, I'm in awe watching them of just how easy they do it, looking at contracts and uh, asking the right questions. You really have to have uh, an appetite to do it. And I can be too forward thinking and optimistic where I've, I've gotten caught. And so it's an area of opportunity for me that I've, I'm continually to work on.
0: What are some pieces of advice that you would give to lady bosses out there who maybe have an idea that they want to share with the world or a business that they want to start? Well, I read this book
1: uh, a long time ago called The Mom Test. And um, this is what I did when I started Checkable. I took nine months to really research how would I get this product to market and put the business plan together. You know, was there, did I have, was I in my right mind thinking that I could pursue this? So I interviewed probably 30 people um, altogether that gave me, there was a few doubters, but It wasn't my mom, would you buy this? It wasn't going to my best friend, like, hey, you know, what do you think about this strep test? Certainly there were fun talks about that, but I really got down and dirty with people to do market research and understand that it was a product. There was product market fit, that it was a viable product that could, you know, be wildly successful. I even went as far as talk to national retailers, I talked to Target. Um, I talked with um, folks that were at CVS formerly, uh, Walgreens, um, and wanted to make sure that it would fit on the shelf. And I think from women that have come to me, I think that we get so, and I've, I'm have i guilty of it myself. I've started several companies and one of them was, I'm so embarrassed that I even, who would ever buy these, but I was all excited about it. Um, you have to make sure that you're going to be able to sell something and that you, your personality is okay with being trampled on and you get more no's. I mean, I've already gotten three no's today. Last week, I got several no's. You have to be okay with taking no's. uh, But then it's driven, like you keep going every day because you started with that research. And you're like, oh, no, I've got it. I know there's a product market fit. They just don't know it yet. Or, you know, the one is around the corner. So I would say do enough research and have a thick skin. And then lastly would be make sure that you can sell. Or if you don't know how to sell, find someone right away that can.
0: That's great advice. Do you have any advice on how to create a thick skin if you feel like you maybe don't have one yet?
1: Um, going to telemarketing, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I sold for so long that, um, I had, I mean, just think of your kids when they're selling like, um, gift wrap or cookie dough or anything door to door, Christmas trees, Um, and they get that no, and there's like, okay, I'll go to the next one like you just have, you just have to go and do it. It's like riding a bike. You know, no one's going to say, um, you know, this is how, how you ride the bike. I mean, they can tell you, but you got to get on the bike and and keep falling off. I did a new experience. I went to a new gym the other day with no friends. Just, I had like heard about it, kept driving by it. And when I got up Early in the morning, I'm like, oh, maybe I'm not gonna go. I don't have a friend or anything. I always like to do it with someone else. And I thought, well, why in the heck? Why would I need a friend? I'm just gonna go out and do it, okay? So everyone else is in couples and they know everyone. You know, what's the worst that can happen? And I would say the same thing if you want to get a thick skin. Like, what's the worst that can happen that someone can say no that you're gonna be embarrassed? I always think of that, even for those. The women out there that are thinking, oh, I'm so scared to do it. Well, really write down what is the worst that can happen. And we did that. My husband and I did. And the worst that can happen for me is that I lose it all and I have to go back selling medical devices and working for someone else. And is that so bad? No. Because I gained a whole bunch of experience. I have some good stories to tell. And for anyone out there that doesn't have a thick skin yet like
0: go out and get it. <laughs> you know? I love that advice. That's something that I do quite a bit of myself is when I'm scared of something or really nervous, what is the worst that can happen? And just like keep going down the list of like, am I going to become homeless if I do this? Probably not. Right. Will I get the right experience? Yes. Yeah. Um, And yeah, I think that's absolutely, that helps you to go it's all right. I'll just try it mm-hmm. and go, and we'll see what happens. Um, I am a, a pretty risk tolerant person. My husband, not as much, but <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely seen that through the years. Of like, what are we doing now? Yeah. Um, but you know, like you, when when you have that passion, you have that idea, and you have that validation, and folks are excited about the same thing you are, then you just have to go for it. See what happens. Totally, go big or go home,
1: and I think that the big, hairy, scary dreams are, uh, you know, they're put on our heart, and we can't stop thinking about them for a reason. So, I think it's better take a bet on yourself all day long.
0: Yes. So, thank you so much for being on the podcast today, Patty. It's really always a pleasure to hear from female founders, and we're so excited to root for you in this journey. Thank you so much, so, Lauren. It's nice to chat with you. Yeah, absolutely. And for the lady bosses at home who are listening, tell us where they can find more about Checkwell Medical and the work that you're doing. Yeah, there's uh, I do a lot of uh LinkedIn that reminds me I need to post
1: today. I love Mondays, make it happen Monday. Uh so LinkedIn, Patty post. Uh and then you can follow Checkable. I would love it if you followed uh, all of our different channels. So um uh, TikTok, we have a Checkable Medical uh channel and then we have Instagram and that's Checkable Medical. Uh And then on Instagram, I have my own following or my own page, and that's pattypostmn. And we're on Facebook, too. Uh, But if they go to checkablemedical.com, we do have a newsletter, and I am super proud of our team. We have great updates and um, fun stuff if they want to um, sign up for our newsletter.
0: Wonderful. Thank you all so much for listening to the Lady Boss Podcast. If you want to hear more, and I hope you do, subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a single episode. Are you a Lady Boss? Find all of our events, resources, and ways to get connected at ladybossmidwest.com and join us on social at Lady boss Midwest. Thanks for listening to the Lady Boss Podcast. Are you a Lady Boss? Find all of our events, resources, and ways to get connected at LadyBossMidwest.com and connect with us on social at LadyBossMidwest.